welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is Thursday of the fifth week of Lent. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Be near, O Lord, to those who plead before you, and look kindly on those who place their hope in your mercy, that cleansed from the stain of their sins, they may persevere in holy living and be made full heirs of your promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. Abram bowed to the ground and God said this to him, Here now is my covenant with you. You shall become the father of a multitude of nations. You shall no longer be called Abram. Your name shall be Abraham, for I make you father of multitude of nations. I will make you most fruitful. I will make you into nations, and your issue shall be kings. I will establish my covenant between myself and you, and your descendants after you, generation after generation, a covenant in perpetuity, to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land you are living in, the whole land of Canaan, to own in perpetuity. I will be your God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. Consider the Lord and his strength. Constantly seek his face. Remember the wonders he has done his miracles, the judgment he spoke. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. O children of Abraham, his servant, O sons of the Jacob he chose, he, the Lord, is our God. His judgments prevail in all the earth. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. He remembers his covenant forever, his promise for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac, the Lord remembers his covenant forever. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the Jews, I tell you most solemnly, whoever keeps my word will never see death. The Jews said, 
Now we know for certain that you are possessed. Abraham is dead and the prophets are dead. And yet you say, whoever keeps my word will never know the taste of death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead? The prophets are dead too. Who are you claiming to be? Jesus answered, If I were to seek my own glory, that would be no glory at all. My glory is conferred by the Father, by the one of whom you say he is our God, although you do not know him. But I know him. And if I were to say I do not know him, I should be a liar, as you are liars yourselves. But I do know him, and I faithfully keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to think that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. The Jews then said, You are not fifty yet, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus replied, I tell you most solemnly, before Abraham ever was, I am. At this they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and left the temple. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So since Tuesday, we've been having snippets of this great big controversy that Jesus has with the Pharisees in the temple. And I thought what we'd do today is to have a quick summary of the high points of this argument to see what is being revealed to us. So just as we've mentioned previously, one of the central themes in John's Gospel is this question, who are you and where do you come from? And knowing where you come from, I can come to know who you are. So Jesus starts off the controversy by saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Bold statement. And the Pharisees, they, they kind of scoff. It's like, ha, says you. Right? You can't testify for yourself. You need someone, you need a witness to back you up. And, and Jesus responds, he goes, well, look, even if I did need someone to testify about me, I know where I come from and I know where I'm going. You see, Jesus always describes himself as the one who is sent by the Father. So where does he come from? The Father. Where is he going? The Father. So Jesus says, all right, you want two witnesses as to who I am and where I come from? Okay, you got me bearing witness and you've got the Father bearing witness. God bears witness to me because look at the signs that are performed through the finger of God. And up until this point in the gospel, Jesus has already given a bunch of signs John tells us about the changing of the water and the wine. John tells us about the healing of the official son in Capernaum. We heard that a few days ago. Jesus tells us about the healing of the paralytic in Bethsaida. Jesus feeds the 5,000. Jesus walks on water. Here are all these signs that bear witness to who he is. He is sent by the Father because he works with the power of God. So the Pharisees, they go, oh, fine. So who's your father then? And it's here that you get a bit of an irony, right? Because where are they having this big Barney? They're having it in the temple. And what's the temple? The temple is the dwelling place of God. 
the temple is the home of the Father, the place where God is among his people. This is the place of God's presence, and they don't see God's presence among them. Because God's presence among them is, in fact, Jesus. And here's their blindness. They say, well, who's your father? They're showing that they don't know who God is. And they're showing that they don't know who Jesus is. So if you don't know me, says Jesus, you you don't know the one who sent me either. Because I am the presence of God in your midst. They're standing in the temple which is a stone monument to the fact that God will dwell with his people in flesh, in Jesus. So the controversy continues a little bit. We'll skip a couple of little verses. But we heard yesterday then this great phrase. Jesus says, When the Son of Man is lifted up, you will realize that I am. Now, that phrase, I am, is very suggestive in Hebrew culture because that's God's name. Remember Moses in the burning bush when Moses encounters God on Mount Sinai and he says, well, what's your name? And God says, I am who am. This is the divine name. I am. And so Jesus says, when the son of man is lifted up, you will realize that I am, that I do nothing on my own but I say what the Father has taught me. Now, when we flash forward in John's Gospel to the moment when Jesus breathes his last upon the cross, the Roman soldier is standing there looking up at him and he says, truly, this man was the Son of God. In other words, that God is his Father and he is the Son. Listen again to the words that Jesus says. When the Son of Man is lifted up, then you will realize that I am. You'll know where I come from, and you'll know where I'm going. And so we come now to the beginning of today's gospel. I tell you most solemnly, whoever keeps my word will never see death. Why is that? Because... Jesus is from the Father, who is the source of life. And Jesus is returning to the Father, who is the source of life. He is the means by which God pours out new life upon the world. That's who Jesus is. And why is that? Because of where he comes from and because of where he's going. And it's at this point that the Pharisees really arc up. They say, now we know for certain that you are possessed. Abraham is dead and the prophets are dead. And yet you say, whoever keeps my word will never know the taste of death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who is dead? The prophets are dead too. Who are you claiming to be? Now, when the Jews say, now we know for certain that you are possessed, what are they saying about where he comes from? Not only are they not... Not only are they saying that he doesn't come from the Father, they're saying that he comes from the evil one. He's he's truly possessed. Who are you claiming to be? Our father's Abraham. You're better than him? He's dead. All the prophets, they're dead too. Now, the whole 
dialogue has been focused on where is Jesus from. Now comes the twist. Where are the Pharisees from? They say, well, our father's clear. Our father is Abraham. We know where we come from. We come from Abraham. And who's Abraham? Well, we heard that in the first reading today, right? Abraham was the guy with whom God established a covenant and promised to make him a multitude of nations. And so say the Pharisees, that's us. That's who we are. We are the sons of Abraham. We are the sons who are born into this covenant, who are born into this relationship with God. We aren't sons of prostitution. We don't we know who our father is. Our father isn't anonymous, our father isn't random. Our father is Abraham, and we are the sons of Abraham. So you can see the kind of twisting that's going on here. Jesus is saying, I am my father is God. And the Pharisees respond by saying, well, our father is Abraham. And you can almost hear Jesus in this moment going, look, we're not talking about biology, mate. Abraham, he longed for the presence of God. Abraham went on an extraordinary adventure following God. If you were the sons of Abraham, you'd share that family trait. But you don't. You don't know me. You don't know my father. Because the father is the one who sent me. Unlike you guys, Abraham rejoiced that I came into the world. Unlike you guys, Abraham longed for the presence of God. Abraham crossed mountains, deserts, rivers, wilderness to be in the presence of God. And you stand before me and you don't know who I am. So at this point, they're not really happy. (laughs) So, You know everything about Abraham. You're not even 50 yet. I tell you solemnly, says Jesus, before Abraham ever was, I am. Now there's that phrase again. I am. The divine name. Jesus is showing himself to be the presence of God among us. It's at this point that we can understand the gesture that the Jews have next. They pick up stones to throw at him because clearly in their estimation, he's committed a grave sin of blasphemy by having appropriated the divine name to himself, by having pointed to himself as the presence of God among his people. Well, he's clearly crossed a line because we know where he comes from. It ain't the father. He's possessed. He comes from the evil one. So by now, maybe your eyes have started to glaze over and wonder what all of these details are really about. And I think it's this. To look to Jesus, to see where he's from, who he is, and where he's going. That's our foundation. Let's face it, whenever you turn on the news, it's not good. 
things seem to be getting harder, things seem to be getting worse. But where does our security really come from? Well, when we look at the face of Jesus, we see that he is the one who has been sent by the Father in order to give us life. And he is the one returning to the Father so that we may find our way to him. He is the Son, and in him we too are made sons and daughters of the Father. Go back to the first reading. The nations that came forth from Abraham, God claimed them as his own. The nations that came forth from Abraham, they received the promised land that God had entrusted to them. Well now, there is one who is greater than Abraham here. Before Abraham ever was, says Jesus, I am. God has called us to himself in Jesus Christ. And he has blessed us with an inheritance, with the true promised land, which is to be in God's holy presence forever, in Christ. That's who we are. That's our home. And Jesus is our hope. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For, For the, the kingdom, kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you always shine on our path as a sign of salvation and of hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick who at the cross took part in Jesus' pain, keeping your faith firm. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need, and we are sure you will provide, so that, as in Cana of Galilee, we may return to joy and to feasting after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform to the will of the Father, and to do as we are told by Jesus, 
who has taken upon himself our sufferings and carried our sorrows, to lead us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. Under your protection we seek refuge, Holy Mother of God. Do not disdain the entreaties of we who are in trial, but deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.